like every single day Kick a little something for the cheese And make a few ends as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party's still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got a bitches in the river and they're skinning on They ain't leaving till six in the morning So what you wanna do? I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too so turn off the lights, yeah, close the doors, but we don't love them hoes. So we gonna smoke an ounce to this, cheese up the hose down while you motherfuckers gonna bounce to this. We go rolling down the street, smoking in the door, sipping on gin and juice. Lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Some seagulls chin. Everybody got their cuffs, you know, but they ain't chipped in. This type of shit happens all the time. You got to get yours, but fool, I gotta get mine. And everything is fine when you're listening to the DOG. I got the cultivating music that be captivating me. Who listens to the words that I speak as I take me a drink to the middle of the street? Getting back in on this bitch named Sadie. She used to be. The homeboy's lady 80 degrees when I tell that bitch please Raise up off these in your tees Cause you get to none of these At ease as a mob with the dog pound Feel the breeze be I'm just rolling down the street Smoking and oh Sipping on gin and juice back with my mind on my money And my money Bravo, bravo, Garrison Star, undercover of that famous gangster rap tune from Long Beach, California, Mr. Snoop Double G and his uh, classic Gene and Juice. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Tales from the Abyss, the most unselfish, unfiltered, uncut, unapologetic, Unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, that's 
right. It's that time for another wonderful episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, along with my good friend and, and co-host, Mr. Pat Wurrojo. Tonight, folks, we are going to dive into something uh, that's a little bit more recent. We've been looking at past films and directors and uh, looked at some crappy kids last time. And this time we're going to stay a little bit more recent and we're going to stay with an actor that has really just kind of been all over the place, especially in the last decade or so. And I'm talking about the one and only in legendary, the national treasure, Nick Cage. So with that, I'm going to pass it over to my co-host and, uh, Bro, why don't you tell the folks what we're doing tonight? Well, what we're doing, first of all, is letting the the, the the fans and the listeners, all the Abyss followers, that you're back healthy because we had a scare last week when you... Yeah, ended up catching a little bit of a cold. Call out. You call out in the middle of the show. I know. I've I seen you today when I was coming to record that you were headed to Human Resources. I'm pretty sure they had to ask you for a medical excuse. Temperature either way, just you know, don't stick it the wrong way, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we did uh, we did a tequila from Rax to Riches. I don't know if you've heard the entire show last week, it was uh, a very good show. We had a we had a blast with Red Beer, our friend Red Beer, who's uh, he's helped us out a lot with the new sound of the show, and he's been a great contributor to the show. And I thought he had a lot to offer to us last week, he was great. We'd like to send a shout out to him. And Jay, it was almost two hosts last week who couldn't make it, but I had Red Beer already scheduled for that. And based on his job and all his duties, I mean, we the guy really has a lot on his plate, and I didn't want to waste his time. But Saturday night, last Saturday night, when I was leaving work, well, the one before this one. Oh, a friend of mine, you know, when you're bartending and you're behind a bar all night, you really don't eat. You're just pumping out drinks. And then a friend of mine cut me, and he's like, hey, man, I got some crab cakes. Do you want some crab cakes? I'm like, eh, I really don't because I need to go to bed because I got to work early in the morning. But I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot, and I'll take a few crab cakes, and I'll have some for breakfast. And I made myself some breakfast crab cakes, burritos, and I was fine. But then that night I had some for dinner, and maybe that was the biggest mistake as I had to make the show. That was my flu show. It was like Michael Jordan on Game Six with the flu. Red Beer had no idea how sick I was while it was recording. But as soon as I got done recording that show, oh, I went upstairs and I, oh. I opened my mouth and I let my stomach, oh, my God, I felt good afterward. Took me a while to recuperate, but it was, it was, we almost lost two hoes in one night. That would have been crazy if we both call out sick. Jay, are you there? I think we lost Jay Lender, man. We absolutely <laughs> lost Jay. He hang up. This is live. I'm recording. We're recording this thing. All circuits are busy. Please try your call. So we have lost Jay Lenderman, but without, I don't know what happened to Jay. Jay got cut off. I think Jay is, uh, Jay may be under the weather again. Did I really lose Jay? Is this really taking place? Let's go see, since we're recording this. Jay, Jay Lenderman, are you back? I am back. I don't know what happened. I don't want to find out, Jay. You scared me there for a little bit. Well, it just cut out, and then I tried calling back, and it said your voice box was full. No, I was calling you as you were calling me, Jay. That's, okay. that's... I was wondering, man. I was like, <laughs> the hell? I mean, <clears throat> how much stuff's going 
down in the world that to drop a call in the middle of our episode? Come on now. Oh my God, Jay, you scared me. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I was talking about how sick I was last week. Red Beer had no idea how sick I was when I was doing the tequila episode. Right. Yeah. Because of some and crap you, cakes. And so you, uh, you, like you said, you pulled a Michael Jordan. You can't yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was my Michael Jordan uh, flu game. I was my flu podcast. I hope I don't do. I don't hope I don't have to do that again. But nevertheless, once again, thank you to Red Beer. Great contribution last week. We learned a lot about tequila. Tequila's moving up the the, the ladder. Tequila showed up in a beat up truck, and now tequila is living the party in a limousine. Like, I haven't had tequila much in the past recent years due to past experiences. Exactly. That's what we were discussing. Tequila yeah. is no longer that laughing joke of let's no, take no, one in the. All. Yeah, it's moving, it's moving it's, uh, up. I live in an area in North Atlanta where, you know, high-end alcohol is all over the place. And tequila's up there, man. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. I mean, I only know it does one thing to me, and that's getting me drunk way quicker than I need to be. Oh, thank you, Jay. And we were, yeah. we were, um, we were talking about the rock, Dwayne Johnson's tequila, Tem- Tamara. No, I don't. I don't believe we were talking about it because I was talking about the one with the rug that I had that is very impressive. But I, I, I haven't had the Sammy yet. I'm pretty sure it's uh, some sometime I'm gonna have to try it. But the one with the rug, they they that we were calling it the uh, the Tito's vodka, but the the tequila version of the Tito's vodka is gluten free, very light. Oh wow! I have to yeah. try that. And and um. Yeah. And um, speaking of wrestling, I was at the wrestling show Saturday night, the WWE house show, super show, they call it. And it was very exciting. It was very good from beginning to end. I've been to a lot of house shows and I haven't enjoyed myself like I did for that one. What was the main event? It was uh, the commie lover, John Cena and Rey Mysterio and his son, Dominic, versus uh, the Bloodlines, which is the Uso brothers and Roman Reigns. It was good, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the whole thing was very good. I've been watching AEW, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, they're they're um they're um they're making a lot of noise. Yeah, CM so, Punk's supposed to be there Friday night. He stars with them. That's what I heard. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what I heard. I mean, I love it. I mean, they they do, in my opinion, they do a great mix of uh, veterans and and. And newer guys. Yeah, which is the key to professional wrestling if you want to keep a show exciting. Right, right. I mean, they brought back Jake the Snake in the perfect way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. But anyway. Well, anyway, Jay, we have, uh, like we were discussing, one of our favorite actors in this show, Nicolas Cage. And I'm going to start with um, with Mandy. I'm calling this episode Mandy and, and, and Bacon. Um. Because, or, yeah, Mandy Bacon. Okay. the ongoing saga of Nicolas Cage, epic performances. Man, look, Nick Cage, especially in the 90s, everybody knows, I mean, he was one of the, probably easily in the top, you know, three or four actors in the world at the time. I mean, people wanted him for everything. Yeah, but Jay, I think I made a fool out of myself in the show. I don't remember. I think I forgot about him winning an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that's probably why it's been so long. I probably forgot all yeah. about it because uh, 
since he was doing crappy movies for a while too. And that one, even his, in my opinion, that's not even his best role. Nah, man, he did a movie when he first started out. It's called Birdie. That is very good. Okay. About other problems. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Stanley Goodspeed and The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But I mean, but, I didn't care much for his southern accent and Con Air. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that's the way that Hollywood trains them to talk. Ah, God, because it's a bad name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But you, have you ever seen him? I got a friend of mine, and he, uh, he's from the South, born and raised in the South. And he lived, he, he moved to uh, to Los Angeles. And he lives like three blocks from the uh, from Dodger Stadium. Probably pays like $2,600 for a little box, a little hole in the wall. But he wants to live out there. And he was telling me how the, the accents that they do of California and Saturday Night Live, how funny they are because no one over there talks like that. Oh, my God. And I said, I believe you. But uh, I forgot all about Nicolas Cage winning an Oscar on that because I was hoping they would give him one for the movie that we're about to discuss, which is Pig. And Pig is the, the story of Robin. Rob Fell, a former chef from Portland who now lives basically in the woods with this... His beloved pig that he uses to hunt truffles. And the one thing about this movie that I that I didn't like was that they don't give us too much uh, back information or none of these characters. We just know that that uh, Nicolas Cage had some some problems in life and it made him just walk away from from the world and go live in the middle of nowhere. Right. I mean, I think you know. One of the purposes of the movie is, like, as the movie goes along, um, you, you get bits and pieces of his past. But mm-hmm. like you said, we don't get a full, um, like, a full-on story. No. However, I do think we know just enough to feel bad for the guy. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, I, I completely agree. Nick Cage is outstanding in this movie. I, I really hope that they that this is nominated. Um, it'll probably make me want to watch that moment in the Oscars if he, if it is, because I never watched the Oscars. Man, you know, I, I haven't watched it in years. I mean, mainly because I think it's stupid. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Nick Cage in this movie, um, this could probably be the most dramatic thing that he's done. Yes, sir. And for him to pull the weight of a movie about a lost pig and then have you feel for the guy, man, that's pretty that's a pretty good that's a pretty good trait of an actor if you that, can people. Yeah, absolutely. And then he gets uh you know, he calls uh, his his buyer, his his truffle buyer, which is Amir mm-hmm. to help him take him to the city to find the pig. And they go on this journey together. We even come across the uh, the chef uh, fight club, which I've worked with a lot of chefs throughout the throughout my life, and I'm pretty sure that they don't have a fight club for them because they probably end up killing each other because those people walk out of there with so much stress and so much so much anguish from working all night in a very stressful atmosphere that I doubted that they would want to have. But nevertheless, we witness a a chef fight club in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, why not bring Brad Pitt back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So we finally. Actually, actually, it turns out Brad Pitt and Edward Norton were pretty much were the same guy. So I guess he had to bring back both. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's basically what we found out at the end of uh of uh Fight Club. Yeah. That was, word. If you haven't seen it, it's been twenty five years. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't want to give away spoilers, but if you yeah. haven't seen it and yeah. you haven't read the recent novel or whatever, then I don't know what to tell you. You're just not a fan of that specific movie, <laughs> and don't worry about it. Ignore us, all people. Yeah. Uh, leave your comments in the comments. Yeah. So <laughs> what we what we found out here is that Amir's father turns out that he was the one who stole the pig. Yep. And he's another tormented soul who remembers Nicolas Cage cooking his, the final uh, meal for his dying wife. Yeah, oh yeah, that was, you know, all this happened towards the end of the movie. Yes. And I thought, when I was watching this, my, my first thought was, what an ending to a movie. You know? Intense. It's just, it's, it was intense, but yet it was sad. It was sad, it was sad. This is not a happy movie. No, not at all. I mean, the whole, from the opening frame, this is not, I mean, I don't know, I can't really explain it. I mean, yeah, you're right, though. There's no happiness about this movie anywhere. No, and no, Recently, no. we've been getting Nick Cage movies where he kind of goes nuts, and this one is the complete opposite. Yeah, this one is just a, a, a tour of the force performance. Even when he's in the restaurant talking to this chef that he had fired years ago for overcooking the pasta. Yep. And he's sitting in that restaurant, which I'm pretty sure they would have never allowed him to go in with that face all destroyed. No, no. <laughs> and he basically tells this man, you know, because some of them people are like that. I mean, not, most of those people that are chefs and are hardcore, they believe in their art and whatnot. You know, it's not, this is not Applebee's or, or, or uh, Fridays or none of that shit. This people actually cook with a passion. No, I mean, and even if you're doing flipping burgers and turning hot dogs, there's a way of doing it. You know, some people that you can get the most quality bread, you can get the most quality hot dog, you can make the hot dog yourself and be so proud that, you know, and that's what he was trying to tell him in there that he, you know, he wanted to have a pop, this guy, and he ended up with this high end place for people that could care less about him any more than he really cares about them. He's just doing it for the money. And I guess Nicolas Cage's character, Rub was more of a passionate chef, somebody who lived that life, who, you know, because there's chef out there that all the way from the farm to the, to the receiving process till it gets to the table, till you, you give them the sums up or they realize by reading your face expression that you have enjoyed their meal. They're all involved in the entire process. There's people that live their lives like that. Oh, I know. Very passionate. Yeah, and that was I mean, Nicolas Cage in this movie. Should have been as well. Yeah, and then we just he goes to this cafe place, this this small uh, diner, and asks for this girl that was no longer around. That's right. Yep. So I don't know if she had something to do with his past, very very uh, deep in his past that he really needed her. I think so. That yeah, has, that, that that has to be that. Yeah, that I mean he he had a. I don't know that he loses his wife or that something happened to him that he was uh, totally gone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this man, we don't know why this man took that. I don't really figure out why does uh, Amir's father got even at him. I don't either. And, you know, 
because you know through most of the movie, uh, Amir was, is driving you know Nick Cage around trying to find this pig, knowing the whole time his dad was the one that did it. Yeah, he just wanted to get the little to have him blow some steam. Yep. And then we found out that. You know, Nicholas Cage, he's being a recluse. He's living in the middle of nowhere. That's like his little pet that goes yeah. around. Yep. That goes I mean, around. That, that, that pig was his true, his true soulmate at the time. Yeah, and we found out that he never even needed the pig to find the truffles. He could do it without the pig. The pig was nothing more than his friend. Yeah, that was his best friend, and he loved her. Yep, and that's 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 so deep and so crazy that... that that poor animal met it fate at the hands of two junkies. Oh, I know, man. And the, the themes, the dramatic themes in this movie are, I mean, they've been done a lot, but, I mean, this is really a story about, you know, a sense of loss, you know? Yeah. Um, people lose someone or some things. Sometimes they, they get PTSD, like anybody from overseas, would, from going overseas would have PTSD, something traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's what this character was going through. So, I mean, it's a dramatic story about a sense of loss and trying to find that one true love of your life. It just so happens this movie is about a pig. Yeah. You know, it was like, this is like the, the only thing, this is like, uh, like, uh, John Wick, except for he doesn't go around killing people. Cause you know, John, John Wick, he takes that dog very seriously. John Wick. Oh man, you don't want to mess with that pit bull. Nah, hey, Dominic Toretto doesn't do shit compared to John Wick. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely not. Which, by the way, the new Fast and Furious F9 sucked ass, but anyway. Oh, really? You didn't like it? Nah, it's terrible. Man, they go to space. Wow. I'm going to yeah. say something because, you know, like I've always said about freedom of speech in this show and stuff, I can put you down for certain reasons, but if you do something great, I have to say it, that the only thing that I really like about Suicide Squad was John Cena's performance. I haven't watched it yet. I'm ashamed to say it. I haven't watched it yet. No, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not something that I would run to go watch, but uh, right. really wasn't. Well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over comic book films. Uh-huh. Uh, saturated and watered down and there's just so much of it yeah like i was cool with having one or two a year but now it's like one every three or four months and it's just it's too much but i, I am interested in seeing the, the suicide squad because i heard it was a good movie it I is good it, it is good as i know the director james gunn um he directed guardians of the galaxy did a great job and i actually did hear that john cena was really good in it yeah, like I could only imagine what that TV series that he's recording is going to be like because uh, it's really good. I like to see John Cena do Judge Dredd. Dude, I tell you, he's come a long way since the Marine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the Marine was was the fact that he was a, the top star of the company and it was, uh, they were going to put a lot of movies, the studio, the WWE studio was putting a lot of effort into their movies. Yeah, I remember that. So he really didn't have to carry that movie. The only thing that he had to do was show his muscles and put his name in it. So did you say you thought Cena could be a good Judge Dredd? That's that's what I see him as. What about, you know, I mean, there's been some rumblings about a new Judge Dredd for a while now. And from the last time I saw, Carl Urban was still attached to it. 
No, but let them let have it. I mean, I just want to see another one. I don't really care. I hope they do the Apocalypse War, which I'm reading right now because I bought the oh, big nice. book. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Dead Dread's awesome. The comics are great. Excellent comics. Excellent. But, uh, but yeah, the, back to Pig. I know we get off talking, but um, Pig is, you know, as a look, folks, if you're looking for a good, fun time, crazy Nick Cage, this ain't it. No, this is, but it's still good. It's, I mean, like, I'm such a fan of Nick Cage based on all his recent work that the other day, the, the crappy-ass uh, Spirit of Vengeance was on television, and I was watching it just to see him. Like, I was like, wow. Like, that's how great this man is, that he can make you watch his old crappy movies once you watch him a few times in the good ones. And which one did you watch? Uh, one of those Spirit of Vengeance, one of the, the Ghost Riders. Oh, uh, Ghost Riders. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but like now I look at it a little bit differently. Like I know I got now I'm like eh, Nicholas Cage is there, so I gotta watch it. I get I get, um, get cut I, I actually saw both Ghost. No, I saw the second Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, in the movie theater. I watched them both in the movie theaters, and I was I regret it, but yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah, it was but, bad. Uh, maybe maybe it, I don't know. Maybe they should have gave him more. Spirit of, of Vengeance kind of came out too with. That was kind of when Nick Cage's Hollywood career was starting to spiral. Yeah, like he had, I think he had an IRS problem. Then he had some alcohol problem. He was drinking too much. And they even capture him on the streets, like having a fight one time with his girl or something. He didn't hit her or nothing like that. They were having like a verbal back and forth. Oh, who knows? I mean, I know he was married to Lisa Marie Presley for like five minutes. Yeah, well, so did Michael Michael Jackson and and probably half of... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he was he was married to her, and he also wanted to do Superman and all kinds of crazy stuff. The guy is really a great actor. That's all I gotta say. He is, but I'm glad he didn't do Superman. <laughs> yeah, who knows? He's got a passion for it. I, I don't know if you saw. You know, there's a documentary about that. Have you seen that? It's called yeah. Uh, yeah. The Death of Superman Lives. Uh huh. And uh, I thought that documentary was fascinating because I'm a, I've said it before. And, you know, I'm a big Superman fan, but Superman didn't steal my arm. And I remember thinking, God, thank God this this just did not happen. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we got Superman Returns, which is what, one of the most boring movies on Earth. So yeah, I don't, yeah uh, don't, don't even. Mm, that was bad. Yeah. So, but that has, I mean, I know a lot of people hate Man of Steel. I mean, I kind of like it, but it's not. It's, it's definitely not. It doesn't follow the Superman rule book, put it that way. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So we can both agree that we're huge fans of this movie, Pig, and we recommend anyone that wants to see a good dramatic performance by a great actor to really give this movie a try. Just don't expect happiness to go along with it. Absolutely. Uh, I completely agree with what you just said. Uh, Dramatic reasons... Nick Cage gives one of his better performances in, in a long while. Yeah, um, I recommend. I recommend if you're gonna watch it, if you're a listener of ours, you're gonna watch it. Stop somewhere, have a burger, some fries, grab yourself a big milkshake of whatever flavor you like. I prefer vanilla, mm-hmm. and then sit around and watch it. This is not something that you want to watch with a glass of bourbon or, <laughs> or no, some scotch. I was just about to say, do not grab your ass in alcohol. <laughs> It'll make you more depressed. <laughs> Halfway through the movie, you're like, you're gonna be either crying your eyes out, yeah. or you're gonna be like, "Where's traffic?" 
Yeah, so, you're gonna be drunk and depressed. Yeah. So you might you might want to stick with the milks. Yes, that is correct. But uh, great movie, nevertheless. Absolutely. If I had a, out of, if I had to get it out of five stars, I'd give it four and a half. I'd give it a five for me. Okay. For me, it's flawless. The only thing, the only thing about it was that I did wanted to get your opinion on if you capture anything that perhaps I miss on any backstories on all of these people, and that's the only thing that I don't know. I don't know what made Nicholas Cage end up there, and I don't know why Amir's father had to kidnap that pig and create this big problem that should have been avoidable. I missed some of that too, man. To be honest, I mean, those are exact, almost exact thoughts running through my head. But at the same time, I was so engrossed with Nick Cage's performance and it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just sadness all around, but I just... Like, I'm, I don't know. I'm just thinking that maybe Amir's father, he wanted payback because he hated uh, the fact that Nicolas Cage produced the last moment of happiness in his life. And he wanted, I don't know, he wanted him to experience the sadness that he was experiencing at the moment. I don't, I don't really. I don't, uh, that's hard. I, if they ever come back with another one, which, doing Nick Cage, you never know, you know, but. Oh, I hope no. I hate I hate it when you do something great. It's like if if you if if Da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa and then he did the Mona Lisa too. I mean like the great ones never come back and give you part two and part three. I mean some things you can do, but stuff like this, no, nah, please don't. You know they're coming out with a sequel to Joker. Wow, with with uh Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. He won an Oscar for that, did he? Uh, and, and he should have. <laughs> no, but he did, right? Well, then that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like, why don't you just paint another masterpiece and enjoy the fact that for that one moment in time, you were the most celebrated actor on the face of the earth. Hey, you're right. Same could be said for Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Hannibal was terrible. Oh, terrible, terrible. Once they started, they started getting him out of jail and they started getting him into all kinds of different scenarios, they killed the character. They killed the magic. Yeah, it was... Like, Yeah, don't, yeah, please don't do a sequel to this. This is something that you should be proud of it. Yeah, and let it stand on its own. It, it, it's definitely a type of film that'll become a cult classic and you know, or 15, just, 20, 15, 20 years from now, you know, at, at some retro theater, somebody's going to be showing it. Yeah, or just a, a classic. A classic, you never know. Yeah. I mean, uh, have you seen Mindhunter and Shudder? I have not. That's a great movie. That was the first version of uh, of Hannibal. Peterson? Yes. Yeah. I have to watch that though. I haven't seen it yet. Oh my god. I, I I couldn't believe it wasn't Shudder. I ended up watching it like two Fridays ago that I was off and I was like, wow. Every time it blows my mind how good that movie is. Well, my wife and I are uh, James Bond fans. So, you know, we're gearing up for the new movie. It's supposed to come out in October. So we watched Skyfall the other night. Oh, I've watched them all. I, I'm a huge... Zero zero seven. I'm, I've been waiting for this movie for now for what a year. It has to be better than Spectre. Yeah. Spectre wasn't very good. I didn't like it. I liked it because um, I'm following the whole story around. It was. I mean, I enjoy it, but we'll see what they what they come up with this. Well, I, we you know I rewatched Skyfall for the first time. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's, it's a good movie. 
It's definitely a good movie. I like it a lot. The, the villain, Javier Bardem, is awesome. He, he, yeah, he stole the show in that one. That was one of those yeah. Bond villains that actually bring it back all the way to uh, Christopher Walken when he was a villain. <laughs> a view to a kill. Yep, yep. That's yeah. what he was trying to be like. Oh, boy. One of those. That was one of those bad Roger Moore movies. I don't know. Roger Moore was my boy. I can't. I can't. I uh, can't. Your that was my favorite Bond, yeah. Oh, okay. Mine, oh, mine's Connery. Connery, yeah. I know everybody's favorite is, is Connery. I mean, you hardly ever meet people that are hardcore uh, Royer Moore fan. I was just, for some reason, I was always a hardcore Royer Moore fan when I was I young. will say, I probably, uh, Pierce Brosnan is probably my second favorite. He was good. He was damn good. He was good, but the last one he did with Halle Berry, Diane uh, Day, yeah, no, that, awful. No, that was, that was, yeah, that was terrible. That oh, should, my God. That should have never been. It had a, a Sunday night uh, regular television feel to it. I had a feel of shit. Is what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else was a great Bond? And, and I don't think he ever get enough credit. Is that? Timothy Dalton. I watched The Living Daylights. Today. Yeah. Yeah, and License to, he had License to Kill. It was a badass movie. I remember I skipped it in the movie theater because Hulk Hogan's movie had come out at the same time. Oh, no Hulk's part. No yeah, Hulk's yeah, You went uh, to go see Hulk Hogan, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Stan Hansen uh, was in it. And Susan. Oh, man, if we ever do some more episodes on some bad movies, we got to do No Hulk's part. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, hey, let's get serious. This yeah, is, this is, uh, this is one that is not a bad movie. And I'm talking about this beautiful, dark movie that came out in 2018 named Mandy, director Panos Cosmatos. And the producer was Elijah Woods from Lore on the Rings and that great television show that I was going to ask you if you have ever seen it, Wilfred. I have seen a few episodes, not the whole thing. Okay, I watched the whole thing. I have loved that show. I heard it. I mean, from what I saw, it was pretty great. I just kind of lost touch with it. Yeah, no, definitely. I was upset when they when they finally took it off television because it didn't give me like an ending, real good ending. But I, I enjoyed every single episode, nevertheless. Right. Uh, he's becoming quite the little uh, behind-the-scenes guy in Hollywood. Yeah, maybe that's his strength. Maybe that's what he enjoys. Yeah. I remember being in a horror convention. And they had a special showing of Maniac, and I think he was the, uh, yeah, he was the uh, the star, the Maniac. Yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. It was the remake, right? Yeah, it was yeah, the remake. Yeah, I remember seeing that late at night and here in Charlotte in an old uh, horror convention, and I enjoyed that. Damn, I missed the horror conventions. Um, dude, you know, I've, I've been to one, and it was a uh, zombie convention in Atlanta. Uh-huh. Uh, this was back when The Walking Dead was huge. Oh, yeah, I know that one. That one, yeah, they, they, ah, it's not Day of the Dead. It's got another name. Yeah, I forget. I, I went with my cousin. I don't know. I was drunk the whole time. But, um, I remember it being pretty cool. But, like, I want to go to a convention, like, where I can celebrate, like, Halloween, Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, yeah. Like a special convention that just caters to that specific franchise. Oh, yeah. Mm. But, but Mandy, ladies and gentlemen, I love this. This is one of my favorite movies from the past, like, five years. And it was dedicated to composer Johan Johansson, 
because that was his last one of his last oh i think maybe was his last uh the last movie that he worked as a composer oh wow okay that's sad yeah so the movie was that and it was also another thing interesting about this movie that it was one of the last roles of uh bill dukes Predator and Commando. Yeah, that's right. He was the. Uh, that's right. He was in Commando. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said this Green Beret is gonna kick your ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill Dukes. Goes, I eat Green Berets for breakfast. Yeah, Bill Dukes was a legend, man. He was around for a minute. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was his last role. Uh, I don't know if it was the last role, but he died not long after that. Gotcha. Yeah, he might have been not in very good health when when that movie came up. I'm not pretty sure because he looked pretty skinny and he was, you know, he had a small role in the trailer where Nicolas Cage came and talked to him to get some weapons. Right, yeah. But here's the background on this. Uh, A lot of people think that this movie was specifically made to look that weird in a certain way, but here's what we're looking at is the year 1983. That's why people are dressed in that way. And things look a certain way. And we're talking about the Pacific Northwest. Yep. And Red Miller and his girlfriend, Mandy Bloom, are living in the woods where Red Miller is, uh, we believe in this movie, he's an ex-military uh, man who had some hard times and he may have been an ex-alcoholic. Definitely has some demons. Yes. And he was just, he just wanted to live in peace, cut some trees, cut some branches make some money, and be with the love of his life, who work in a gas loved, station. Who he loved dearly, like the pig. Like the pig. This is similar, except for in this one, this cat actually goes and does something about it because they actually take his uh, girlfriend, this evil hippie cult led by Jeremiah San. I don't know if he's related to the Sawyers in Texas, that family <laughs> of uh, great barbecue cooks. Or the the whatever the people in the 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 hills have eyes, whatever they were called, them them them. The cannibals. Yeah, those cannibals out there. And speaking of cannibals, Jeremiah Sand, whose mama should have told him to put some clothes on and stop playing with his wiener in public. Um, he ha- he gets this biker gang, the Black Skulls, which diet their diet consists of human flesh and LSD. Yeah, to go and take, uh, to go and well, kidnap throw, Mandy. You throw in uh, an eight ball and all that, and you're having yourselves a good time. They were having a great time, those those uh, humanoids. But nevertheless, yeah. they kidnapped the wrong girl. And they are insane as only they can be because Jeremiah believes that he's some kind of a, a savior or some kind of a, a person that can enlighten people. Yeah, he's like uh, one of those old school cult leaders. Yeah, you know I mean? like uh, uh, like that situation way back when in Waco. Exactly, and he's you know totally I mean? in love with Mandy. And by the way, I'm not in favor of what they did to those people in Waco, but I do understand no, 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 that. Uh, no, no, no. I do understand that. What's his name? He liked them girls a little bit too much. Uh, oh, I know. Whatever his name was, what was his name? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And I've seen the movie on Netflix, a series or something about it. I saw a documentary on it a couple of years ago. Yeah. I forgot the, yeah. the the guy's name, but I mean, he was uh, he was getting a little bit too comfortable training other people's wives and shit. Uh, yeah, he's a little handsy. Yeah. So they, they, I mean, they even go, they kidnap Mandy. Mm-hmm. 
they put a barbed wire around the mouth of Nicolas Cage. They beat the shit out of him. They bring out this uh this knife that is looks like something that you can find in the uh biking section of your local flea market. Right. And then they cut him up and they put her in some kind of a of a sleeping bag and they burn her alive in front of him. Which is burning alive is probably got to be the worst way. Yeah, cuz you can see. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, and and then to have Nick Cage, he, and let's face it, Mandy is a gorgeous woman. Yeah. You know, she's mm-hmm. not a supermodel. She's not, I mean, she is very plain Jane. Yeah, she's just and, a girl from the 80s, from 1983, who probably was right. uh, a, hip, a hippie girl or something in the 70s. Right. Uh-huh. You know, she had a uniqueness about her, but, but Nick Cage, Red Miller, I mean, Red loved this woman with everything he had. And to watch her burn alive, I mean, it, <laughs> No wonder he freaking. Like this was Red's purpose in life. He found love after probably being in Nam, and probably having some scars in his brain, and probably having to fight alcohol. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. I mean, he looked at this woman as his life. Yeah, like, that's what he found a purpose in life when he was probably at the end of the 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 rope, and then this. Right. Crazy ass hippie hillbillies from hell decided that they were gonna kill this poor woman to cleanse her, and they awoken the real demon in the movie, which is Nicolas Cage. And boy, does he go nuts! And he just goes and gets a series of weapons. My favorite kill was when he got the the chain on the guy's neck. Oh, and yeah. he brings him down, and the guy just lands on top of the uh, chainsaw. Candy when he was uh when he was in the when he killed the guy in the sofa. Yeah, well remember he went to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And he was if I were, yeah, when he I believe he's also chugging liquor. Oh, he got a bottle of uh vodka from underneath the, the, yeah. the, the, the sink and he started rinsing his body with it in his mouth. Yeah, and it it taken quite a few belts out of it too. Oh my god, did he win he went he went he went in there, bro. He had, then, he had a few he, triples. Oh, yeah. And then when he pulled out the good stuff, and what was so great about the movie is when he did that, the camera zooms in on his face, and it's just like he is all of a sudden wired for sound. Yeah, he's ready. And he is ready to go, and he does. And it's one of the best kind of revenge rampage yeah. you'll ever see. And it's got a, Mandy also, was real quick, and it has a very unique look about it. Oh, it's a beautiful, I mean, I hate to say it because it's, there's so much killing going on, but there's a beautiful camera work to it. It's artistic. Uh, very artistic. And, and then listen to the 80s type score in the background. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a lot of the movie has, if you look at the movie poster, it's almost got like a reddish purplish of the of the sky, yes, you can see the purplish in the sky and the reddish and the 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 
like a like a very light like a pinot noir type of red yeah so and, beautiful and there's scenes in that movie that are like that uh-huh and and it's awesome and the director of the movie uh mr cosmatos i mean he's the son of the director of tombstone yes yes that that is that is him that is him he, he i mean he the apple doesn't fall very far from the tree indeed so and i Yeah, I'm waiting for this guy and what the hell he's going to do next because, I mean, this one is going to be hard to top, but, I mean, if this is his style, his style is beautiful. Oh, I know. It's, you know, and I read, I was reading up on this movie Mm -hmm. after I watched it. Um, I read somewhere, I forgot where I read it, but I read somewhere where the movie kind of plays out like a heavy metal song. That's what I was going to tell you. That's what, another thing that I love about this movie, that it is, it's like a combination. It gives you the appearance of some kind of new wave European techno stuff, but then what you're seeing in it, it's just like a nice 1980s heavy metal video. It's like a, it reminds me, when I read that, I, it clicked. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're right. But it's, it's you know, going back to it, so just, just so I can leave the subject alone when he, uh, that's when I come to the conclusion that he had he had a lot of demons in the past because uh, after going to all of this and being with Mandy, which was the love of his life, in surviving and knowing that he was headed to revenge, he got the liquor, he did his little bit of powder, he basically was removing himself whatever humanity he had left and just oh, yeah. totally embracing what was coming next. And he did it with a bunch of uh, booze and, and, and devil's dandruff, but... like he was like the hell with it i'm gonna embrace this demise my own demise and he was just going in and you can see that towards the end of the movie with all those beautiful colors and the moon and the sun behind him he looks the side of his car and he can see her face smiling at him and he had a smile on his face absolutely and that's what he wanted to see he was hallucinating Yeah, no, that's 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 what he he was uh you know he was traumatized towards the end. Like whatever happened to this man after that, he will never be the same. Oh, I know. And, and again, Hollywood or whoever makes this, do not make a sequel to this. I don't think it. I don't think. I think if you do a sequel to Mandy, it just and it's just too much of a good thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I would be disappointed if you touch this again. Like, like once again, once you you paint a masterpiece, don't ever touch it. And I've when I went back and rewatched Mandy this last week, when um, you know, you know, getting ready for this show, I've got a new 4K TV, and uh, I watched it on that. Man, it was awesome. Go Jay. Somebody gave it to me. So. Wow, Jay, you must have some influential friends. I had a buddy who, uh, him and his family were moving back to Jersey uh-huh. from here, from Atlanta, uh-huh. and uh, um, our kids played together at the pool every summer. Oh, okay. And, uh, we were sitting at the pool, like this one, you know, just me and him would sit out there for four, three, four hours, man, order the kids pizza, or drink her beer, have a good time. But, um, 
anyway, he was telling me all about it. He was like, I've got this 4K TV, 55-inch 4K TV that I can't take with me. Do you want it? I said, want it? He goes, yeah, I'll give it to you. I was like, yeah, I'll come and get it right now. <laughs> wow, so that's what you watched Mandy in. So the callers yeah. in there, were, were they just took it to a whole nother level. And oh, it, it, was, it was just beautiful. And I watched it with the lights out, you know. Yeah. And after everybody had gone to bed, so I wouldn't be disturbed. Yeah. So it was it was quite the experience, and I'm hoping one day, because we had like a little retro theater in the area. Uh huh. I'm hoping one day somebody brings Mandy back to the theater so I can go see it. Yeah, because I don't think this thing hit uh hit the movie theaters in in my area. I don't recall that. I, it had a, from what I remember, it had a very limited limited release. right. Yeah, but I also remember that people who did see it were just raving about it. And so when it was finally released on video on demand, I, I, I was like, I got to rent this and watch this. Yeah, no, when I when I came across this movie on Shudder, I, I mean, I the, the, the guy that's been in the show, director J.T. Murray, who's a local filmmaker here in North Carolina, um... And he's been on Tales on some of the early episodes of Tales, and he was okay. he was uh he was posting it once about it on social media, and I was like, "Is this movie any good?" And he said, "Any good?" He said, "You got to see that." And I went and checked it out because of of what he just told me about it, and I take this guy's opinion very seriously. And wow, I was blown away. Well, I've got a, a buddy back home in Macon, where I'm from. His name's Sid. Sid Henson. He's been listening. I've been sending him the links. So so our show. Uh, Hey, Sid is a movie buff, bro. He's oh, wow. a big movie buff. Uh, he's, he's hard to beat when it comes to who's who's and what. So, uh-huh. But uh, he was the one that told me a, a few years back about Mandy. No, Mandy is, uh, like like you said, Jay, I hope they never make part two of this because they would ruin it. Oh, yeah. This, but, you can't do that. Yeah, like I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Rocky and Rambo franchise, but I wish after First Blood... Sylvester Stallone would have never done another Rambo, just like never done another Rocky after the first one. Because it's just like, bro, you just did like a timeless masterpiece, something that's going to live forever. Why touch it again? I will say this, the Rambo 2 turned Rambo into, a, into an icon. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Like I said, I enjoy the other ones, but yeah. it's one of those things that after First Blood, I would have never touched that if it was me. Usually one of the better action films from the eighties, hands down. Ah, and even the novel is incredible. Yeah, well, Rainbow's talkative in the novel. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope they never make a sequel to Media. This is, I think, it's great where it's at. I mean, this isn't like Pig. This is not one of your old school nineties action Nick Cage films. You know. Yeah. Nobody's removing his face and putting on putting it on Travolta's. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're making that movie again. Oh, I forgot. That's right. I mean, it's been so long. Yeah, I forgot. They're going to put... Because we're going to see Nicolas Cage here next month on uh, Prisoners of Ghost Town, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, I haven't heard of that. Yeah. I mean, I got it on my personal page. I put the trailer the other day again. Okay. And this is supposed to be, Jade, like Escape from New York. This is supposed to be this people that are the grandfather of somebody very prominent, the granddaughter gets kidnapped into this world of the dead or something where 
There's all kinds. I mean, this movie is very weird. Is for what I has what what basically what people are saying about it. And Nicolas Cage, they put these bombs around his body, and he has to go in and rescue this girl, get her back in four days, or he goes boom boom. Sign me up. Yeah, that's what I said. It's got ghosts, it's got ninjas, it's got all kinds of stuff. I also read, I don't know if this is the same movie or not, that Nick Cage was going to have a role where he's playing himself. No, that is, that is not throughout it. throughout the movie, he basically does parodies of his like former characters. No, this is not it. This is okay, not it. This but, is um, movie then. Yeah, apparently uh, something in the longs of that. And I was like, this is going to be nuts. I love it. But Nick Cage, wow, he's in his best moment right now. In Hollywood, for me, he's the best actor right now. You think so? See, my mean, favorite actor right now is Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy? Well, Tom Hardy's good, but but for me, yeah. Nicolas Cage is just, I mean, like this movies, I really love this. Mandy, The Color of Space, Pig. Um, has he had, he was in that, what was that movie called? Damn it. Was it Joe? I think it was Joe. Anyway, that was pretty good. I saw that a while back when it first came out. But Nick Cage has had some crack ones too, though. Oh, absolutely. I think that one time where he had that problem with the IRS and then he was drinking a little bit too much, Hollywood wasn't coming around. Yeah. I mean, however, oh, yeah, of course, we did a review on it, Willie's Wonderland. Oh, Willie's Wonderland. That's another one that I'm crazy about. Yeah. I actually went back and rewatched that. <laughs> you went back and watched Willie? Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, God. That, hey, my wife was walking through the living room. And she goes, what in the hell are you watching? Oh. I'm like, it's Nicolas Cage beating up animatronics. And she goes... The Shocky She's from Hell. Yeah, and she looked at me. She goes, you would. <laughs> no, that movie could have been so bad. Jay, Friday the 13th, did you watch any of uh, of the DVDs on Friday? I watched part two. Uh, I did not on Friday because no, okay. I was busy. Okay. What was I doing Friday? Oh, uh, my boys came over and we did a podcast. Oh, yeah, the sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But I did Saturday night and I watched uh, the 2009 reboot. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I watched part two and I was, I was, I really enjoyed it. I had a Friday, Friday night off. So for me, well, part two, I actually watched it fairly recently, man. And, you know, for the longest time, I think I had part two kind of down on my list a little bit. Uh-huh. If I were to rank them in order. And uh, after watching part two again, I've, I think I'll have to move it up. I really enjoyed it this time. I'm watching something right now in Shudder that is the TV show Roger uh, Corman is in it. Roger Corman, the filmmaker? Yes, sir. He plays, uh, he play, he's got a role in it. I mean, he died already in the show. But uh, it's a six-part or eight-part miniseries on Shutter about this family that has to compete these outrageous games that can get you killed for the inheritance of the of the the father of the of the family. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't have a clue. Yeah, it just came out. It's, it's, I forgot the name, but I watched the first two episodes of it. But okay, I'm actually waiting for uh, the new Snake Eyes movie and the Green Knight. Uh, to pop up on streaming because they're supposed to be released digitally this week. Well, I watched I watched Snake Eyes today, and I'll I'll leave it at that. You didn't like it, huh? I mean, I like the girl, the Baroness. She makes an appearance in it, and it's the girl from this uh 
Ursula Cordova or something like that. It's the girl from this uh, show that I watch in Spanish. It's called Money Heist. We call it something else, but they got it on Netflix. It's a very popular show. Um, was it better? Just answer this, then. Was it better than the other two G.I. Joe movies? Hell no. You don't know? No, like I wrote a little review for it today on my personal Power Rojo okay, page. Okay, because I didn't, I didn't like Rise of Cobra at all. I like Rise of Cobra more than I like this, I can tell you that. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'm, I'm calling it a Snake Eye movie that ha it lacked a lot of Snake Eye. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very good. Like, I hope they do the story with the Baroness, because not only is it a beautiful woman to look at, Ursula. Yeah. But also the Baroness has an interesting story. She was like a rich girl, a radical, mm -hmm. that went radicalized in school. And then Snake Eyes had, had something to do with her brother's death. And that sent her over the edge. And that's when she joined Cobra. And Destro, Destro also comes from a very wealthy family in Scotland. And he gets radicalized in school. And he ends up being an arms dealer. I mean, we're both huge G.I. Joe fans, so, you know, you got to watch it. That's why I watched it. Well, you know, I was, I was just wondering. I am excited about watching The Green Knight, I hope, soon. The Green Knight, I'm excited. I can't wait to watch it. I haven't been able to get a hold of it, but I want to watch that. But as far as anything else watched, um, nothing new, really. Um, had not really been anything new other than Suicide Squad, which I haven't watched yet. But, but it's worth watching. Yeah, you know, like I said, me and, me and the wife watched Skyfall the other night, and I'll watch Living Daylights, and I'll probably go back and watch a few others. I'm going um, back, watch, every night I'm watching an episode of uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, the TV series? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I heard it was good. I have it on my queue. Yeah, I'm enjoying myself. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you that it's bad. I'm really because enjoying I'm it. Because I'm a huge fan of the first movie. Oh, my God. Oh, huge the first fan. movie is great. This so, one, the first season of this one is almost like a longer version of the first movie. Yeah, you know, I, I saw the premiere back mm. when the El Rey Network first started. Before, Me, you know, the El Rey ne Network went under. Yeah, now it's coming back. That's what I heard. Was, I think it's supposed to be on Roku. Uh-huh. There's a streaming service that's going to pick it up. And which, by the way, I loved the El Rey Network when it was up. I, I watched it all the time. No, me too, because they had Kung Fu, they had the Hulk, they had Airwolf, they have... Uh... Well, what I loved about it, I mean, they had Lucha Underground, but, like, I loved, like, late at night, they'd do their little talk shows, and they were so funny, but yet they were so about the movies that nobody talks about, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I'm very excited to see that come back. Me too. I hope I hope they uh they bring back all the the good programming and all the old kung fu movies and oh the director chair that Robert Rodriguez did with different directors was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I I was all about that. Uh, the one he did a two part with Tarantino that was fantastic. And Jay, have you listened to the new um Unkillable? The new um. John Carpenter's uh, song for, for the uh, upcoming uh, Halloween movie. That's funny you mentioned that because about an hour before we started recording tonight, I had just read that that had been released, so I haven't heard it quite yeah, yet. Yeah, I listened to it today. It's pretty good. I'm, I am 
super pumped for Halloween Kills. Me too, Jay. That's going to be, and that's our, our uh, anniversary. It gets released on our anniversary of uh, Tales from the Abyss. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, Halloween and, Kills, I don't know. I'm going to do whatever it is I got to do to be there opening night. Um, I don't care if I, to, if I go to a midnight showing or whatever. <laughs> I hope Jay. I give them the twenty dollars if they release it on video on demand that they charge like nineteen bucks. I give them the nineteen bucks. No, I'm going to the movie theater to see this one, buddy. Well, I mean, if 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 I got a lot of work and I can split myself between work and that, I, I'm willing to give the nineteen dollars to watch it at home. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, but we like to say also, Jay. Um, since we were talking about El Ray Network. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to the great Alex. Cord. He played the uh, big CIA guy in the Airwolf uh, series. I don't know if you. Oh, oh man, that's a shame. Yeah, okay. well, he was up there in age. He eighty eight years right. old. He was the one who wore. He was uh, the one who wore the glasses. The one one was dark and the other one was a regular lens. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> and he, rest in peace, man. May he rest in peace, cause he sure the hell uh, had a hell of a ride on that. I love Airwolf. And here's the name of the. Uh, the the Nicholas Cage, I got it on my personal page. I put the um on the Power Rojo on Facebook, which the page cannot be recommended by Facebook as I have been been threatened to uh by them to take it down because I don't want to give them any money for promos, but they say that the horror stuff they have flagged me down for some horror stuff. Go figure. Facebook police, man. Yeah, yeah. It's called Prisoners Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Yeah, yeah, I got the trailer there. I can send it to you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch that. Yep, tonight. and that is pretty much um, that's pretty much uh, the new one from uh, from the man who just been popping them out and and man, we've been raving about it. We'll be making a show on that one too. Sounds like a winner to me. I'll take it. I'll do it absolutely. So Jay, let's wrap this up so we can both go and do whatever it is it that we're up to tonight. Catch me uh, on my sports show with my buddies Arthur Ziegler and Matt Hunter, Sports Bombs and Brew. You can check us out on the Anchor app or Spotify. We actually just recorded an episode this past Friday night, and uh, most of it was about the upcoming football season. Oh, yeah. I started listening to it. I got to finish it just like I got to finish my friend. Uh, Day full of the Butcher Dabashi and Murky Chronicles. I really love that that uh that podcast. I've been having fun with it. Just listening to all kinds of stories. Day full of traveling the country and they were at the Odd Museum last week where all kinds of weird stuff. Well, before we get out of here tonight, what are you watching after we, we get done with the show? Jay, if I told you, you won't believe me, but I'm debating whatever another episode of uh te- of uh from Dust Till Done. Or Halloween Five because it's on Shutter. Halloween Five. I'll sit with From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> oh my God! I mean, I, I'm just my least favorite out of all. I know. I'm just craving some Halloween. Man, Halloween Five sucks. Is there not another one on Shutter? <laughs> yeah, four, four. But I already seen it. I've seen four a thousand times. Yeah, it's um, so good. So good. So I'm folks. Sure. Uh, I mean, I'll go from from dust till dawn. I got to finish that. There you go. So, folks, somewhere between good and evil, you can find me and Jay Lenderman bringing you this Tales from the Abyss. Until the next time, stay safe out there, and thank you for your listening.